Welcome to the DCAT Value Chain Insights Podcast, presented by the Drug, Chemical, and Associated Technologies Association, where you'll hear specially selected articles from our website that feature in-depth analysis on the issues impacting the business of pharmaceutical development and manufacturing. What are noteworthy trends in drug delivery and drug product development in key dosage forms? Solid dosage and parenteral drugs? A look at key technology advances and recent new drug approvals. For the text version of this article, visit dcatvci.org. This podcast is supported by Vetter, a globally leading contract development and manufacturing organization with long-term experience in supporting biotechnology and pharmaceutical customers, both large and small. For more information, visit us at vetter-pharma.com. So let's begin. Drug Products, Key Trends and Recent Approvals by Patricia Van Arnhem, DCAT Editorial Director. Recent Trends, New Drug Approvals. One way to evaluate trends in drug products is to look at the dosage forms of new molecular entities, or NMEs, approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's, or FDA, Center for Drug Evaluation and Research, or CEDAR. NMEs are products that contain active moieties that FDA had not previously approved, either as a single-ingredient drug or as part of a combination product. In the text version of this article, DCAT Value Chain Insights provides a listing of new molecular entities and new therapeutic biological products that FDA's CEDAR has approved thus far in 2022 as of July 31, 2022, and their dosage forms, route of administration. This listing does not contain vaccines, allergenic products, blood and blood products, plasma derivatives, cellular and gene therapy products, or other products that FDA's Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research has approved thus far in 2022. Thus far in 2022, as of July 31, 2022, FDA's CEDAR has approved 16 NMEs, of which 75%, or 12 drugs, were small molecules, and 25%, or 4, were biologic-based drugs. Looking at the new drug approvals from a dosage form, route of administration level, the number of new drug approvals were evenly matched among solid dosage product and parenteral drugs. 7, or 44% of the new drugs approved thus far, were solid dosage products, or tablets or capsules, and 7, or 44%, were parenteral drugs. There was also one oral suspension product approved and one topical cream product approved. On a company basis, the large biopharmaceutical companies accounted for 7, or 44%, of the new drug approvals thus far in 2022, and small to mid-sized companies, 9 approvals, or 56% of the 16 approvals by FDA's CEDAR thus far in 2022. On a dosage form level, parenteral drugs dominated the new drug approvals from the large biopharmaceutical companies. Five of the seven new drugs approved from the large biopharmaceutical companies were parenteral drugs, and two were solid dosage products. Leading among the large biopharma companies was Bristol-Myers Squibb which had two new drug approvals thus far in 2022. Optulag, or nivolumab, relatinib RMBW, a parenteral drug for treating unresectable or metastatic melanoma, and Camzios, or Mevacampton, 
a solid dosage product for treating certain classes of obstructive hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, a condition in which the heart muscle becomes abnormally thick. Lilly, Novartis, Pfizer, Roche, and Sanofi each had one new drug approval thus far in 2022. These include four parenteral drugs, Lilly's Monjaro, or terzepatide, a drug for treating type 2 diabetes, Novartis's Pluvicto, Lutetium LU-177, Vipivotide Tetraxton, for treating a certain form of prostate cancer, Roche's Vovizmo, or Farisimab SVOA, and Sanofi's Injamo, or Sutimlimab JOME, for treating neurovascular wet, age-related macular degeneration and diabetic macular edema. Pfizer's new drug approval was for Sabenco, or Abrocitinib, for treating refractory, moderate to severe atopic dermatitis. This article will continue in a moment. Support for this DCAT Value Chain Insights podcast is provided by Vetter, your strategic partner in aseptic filling and packaging of injectables. At Vetter, we support pharma and biotech companies worldwide, from early development through to market launch and beyond. As a solution provider, we are focused on our customer success, offering a foundation of experience spanning more than 40 years in the production of aseptically pre-filled syringe systems, cartridges, and vials. We offer high-quality products that support the needs of our customers and contribute to increased patient safety, convenience, and enhanced compliance. For more information about Vetter and our services, visit vetter-pharma.com. Technology Advances Technology plays an important role in advancing new approaches in drug delivery and potentially commercial applications. The following are some interesting developments reported thus far in 2022. Enable Injections On-Body Subcutaneous Drug Delivery System Enable Injections, a Cincinnati, Ohio-based company developing and manufacturing on-body subcutaneous drug delivery systems as an alternative to intravenous, or IV administration, made two significant moves in 2022. The first, raising $215 million to fund work on its subcutaneous drug delivery system in VIEWS, and the second being part of a $309 million collaboration between Sanofi and the investment firm Blackstone Life Sciences to advance the clinical development program for the subcutaneous formulation and delivery of Sanofi's Sarclisa, or Isotuximab IRFC, a drug for treating multiple myeloma. The drug is already approved for IV administration, and Sanofi is partnering with Enable Injections for the subcutaneous administration. Enables Infuse is a drug delivery technology designed as an alternative to IV administration to enable subcutaneous delivery of large volumes of up to 50 milliliters. Lilies and Triastex packed for 3D printing for oral drug delivery. In July 2022, Eli Lilly and company entered into an agreement with Triastec, a Nanjing, China-based 3D printing technology platform company for pharmaceuticals, to apply 3D printing technology to enable targeted release of oral drugs in specific regions of the gastrointestinal tract, specifically the intestine. Under the agreement, Triastec will conduct a study of excipient properties and process parameters to maintain drug stability throughout the formulation development and 3D printing process, as well as during drug release. 
Additionally, it will identify a three-dimensional structured dosage form design to enable programmed release of drugs in specific parts of the intestine, with the goal of improving the bioavailability of orally administered drugs. Multifunctional Wireless Robots in Drug Delivery Engineers at Stanford University recently reported their research in using multifunctional wireless robots for targeted drug delivery. The research builds on advances in this field and reports on their research in developing a spinning-enabled wireless amphibious origami Miller robot that works as a multifunctional, untethered unit that generates movement in various working environments through rolling, flipping, and spinning-induced propulsion. The folding-unfolding is utilized as a pumping mechanism for controlled delivery of liquid medicine. Using the device, the Stanford researchers delivered a liquid medicine to a target in the stomach of a pig ex vivo. Advances in Implantable Devices for Drug Delivery Implantable devices that release insulin into the body hold promise as an alternative way to treat diabetes without insulin injections or cannula insertions. However, one obstacle that has prevented their use so far is that the immune system attacks them after implantation forming a thick layer of scar tissue that blocks insulin release. This phenomenon, known as the foreign body response, can also interfere with many other types of implantable medical devices. Engineers and researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, have devised a way to overcome this response. In a study of mice, they showed that when they incorporated mechanical actuation into a soft robotic device, the device remained functional for much longer than a typical drug delivery implant, according to information from MIT. The researcher's implant includes a mechanically actuated soft robotic device that can be inflated and deflated. It is a two-chambered device made of polyurethane, a plastic that has similar elasticity to the extracellular matrix that surrounds tissues. One of the chambers acts as a drug reservoir, and the other acts as a soft, inflatable actuator. Using an external controller, the researchers can stimulate the actuator to inflate and deflate on a specific schedule. This mechanical actuation drives away immune cells called neutrophils, the cells that initiate the process that leads to scar tissue formation. Thank you for listening to the DCAT Value Chain Insights Podcast. Our special thanks to our sponsor, Vetter your partner in providing patients worldwide with high-quality injectable drugs. For more information, visit vetter-pharma.com. This podcast is brought to you by DCAT, the Drug, Chemical, and Associated Technologies Association. All content contained in this recording is owned by DCAT or used with permission. This recording may not be altered, reproduced, or used in any way without permission from DCAT. For more in-depth analysis on the issues impacting the business of pharmaceutical development and manufacturing, subscribe to our podcast or visit www.dcatvci.org.